This is episode 166. Smarter Parenting welcomes you to our podcast series, The Parenting Coach for ADHD. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Well, hello, my friends. How are you? Welcome to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. My name is Siope. I am one of the hosts here at the podcast. And today we are going to be talking about something that is essential for you as a parent. Now, I know in the past we have talked a lot about your children and the issues that they're facing and ways that you can address those behaviors, especially the negative behaviors. However, today is all about you as a parent, you as a guardian. And this is essential for you to be able to work with your children in a space that will be more effective in the long run than you trying to plug away at correcting, correcting, correcting behaviors. Now, this topic was brought about because of a coaching call that I received, and the mother, we're going to call her Sally, she has a young son who is consistently pushing buttons, and she's exhausted. And as we started to discuss everything that was happening in the home, I started to notice a pattern of she didn't take any time to care for herself. So today during the podcast, we are going to cover self-care. Now, before you say, I know what self-care is, and I know how to do it and all this stuff, I'm going to help you understand why it's important. There are three specific things we do want to cover during this podcast. First, we want to focus on why self-care is important, the benefits of self-care. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about this because, as you know, as a parent, you're hearing this from all sides. Self-care is essential. Self-care is important. But it is important to establish why self-care is essential. The second thing that we want to discuss during this podcast is why it's so difficult for parents to practice self-care. Now, we know it's important, but why is it difficult for parents to actually do it? And then the third thing is to have a plan. And we are going to be using the skill of sodas to come up with a plan for you to set in motion some things that will help you in your self-care journey. So let's talk about the first thing. Why is self-care important? Well, studies have shown that self-care helps to reduce stress, anxiety, depression. Self-care also helps you build immunity in your system. And self-care gives you energy so you can continue to do what you need to do. As we know, when we are working with our children, we're parents. We only have a finite amount of energy. So I want you to think of this as during the day, you have a battery life, okay? And if you don't continually recharge that battery, it will burn out by the end of the day. And there are studies that correlate with this, that if you do not find ways to self-care, you start to get burned out. Now, this can be with anything. You can start to burn out of a job if you're not doing uh, enough self-care. You can burn out of, you know, being a parent to your child. And when we are in that state of being burned out, it's very, very difficult for us to find any motivations to continue to move forward in a positive way. While I was speaking with Sally, we started to discuss this issue. And I told her, you know, I want you to think of yourself as an iceberg. 
You're very firm and solid. There's beliefs that you have. However, your child during the day is kind of chipping away at that iceberg of your resilience. And so when you are consistently being chipped away at, pretty soon there's nothing left. And your job is to be sure that you are allowing enough time for some self-care and some healing to occur. So as your child is learning new ways of interacting and learning new behaviors, that you are at 100%, that you're not getting whittled down to the nub. So with Sally, helping her understand, look, we only have a finite amount of resiliency in the day, kind of back to the battery idea. We only have so much we can give in a given day. We don't have more hours in the day. We don't have more energy in the day unless we recharge somehow. So we need to consistently think, okay, I need to recharge. I need to figure out how can I build some resiliency for the things that are coming up. The benefits obviously are improvement in the overall functioning of your home, yourself, your ability to deal with difficult situations. It keeps you from burning out before the end of the day. You know, a lot of parents report that they're burned out before their child is burned out at the end of the day. And so we have to measure and gauge those things. So there are so many benefits. And in fact, you can go online, you can see a million different benefits to self-care. Now that brings me to the second point. Why is it so difficult for parents to take time for self-care, to take care of themselves? As I was speaking with Sally about this topic, she was relaying to me the history that she's had with her children. We talked about, you know, when she found out she was pregnant and the months that she was carrying the child and the birth. And and one of the things that I wanted her to understand is that a child goes from depending on a parent 100% of the time. They're very dependent and there's a parent's responsibility to be sure that this child is brought into life, that some parents have a difficult time when the child is starting to act out. And, you know, there's so much sacrifice has been given by the mother for the benefit of the child that when the child grows up and wants a little more independence, it it can be difficult for some parents. I was talking to Sally about this, and Sally's perception was that Yeah, she had given 100% to this child, and she continues to give 100%, even though the child is pushing away and wanting a little more independence. She feels like she needs to be providing him 100% of everything. So it's a mindset that, hey, we have cared for this child, and we've given 100% at the beginning of life, and we don't know where the cutoff is in helping us determine, okay, this is now your area for the child, and this is my area, and to help the child grow into greater independence in the long run. So we talked about, you know, what are some obstacles for her in the self-care, and really what it came down to is being able to be self-aware and self-compassionate to yourself. Now, I listened to Sally discuss why self-care wasn't that important to her and why she felt like she couldn't do it. One of the reasons that she shared was because she felt it was self-indulgent. She felt like, hey, I'm being selfish with my time if I do self-care. 
Uh, another reason that she brought up was that she feels like it was a waste of time as well. If I have a list of things that I need done, self-care is at the very bottom of that list, if it's on the list at all, because it takes time and it's a waste of time. So in discussing this and exploring with Sally more of her understanding about self-care and the need for her to take some time to care for herself, uh, we started to notice this pattern of belief and the need for her to have more introspection into herself and also self-compassion for herself. Now, parents are willing to give everything to their children. They're willing to die for their children. That's how much they love and care for their children. And yet, that's not what our children are asking. The children are not asking us to die for them. They're asking us to help them figure out how to function in the world. They're asking us to be present when they need us. And they're asking us to be sure that their basic needs are met. That's really basically what children need, to be loved, sheltered, fed, clothed, to feel safe, all those things. Now, anything above that is extra, absolutely extra. So we had to do a lot of self-work and talk about, okay, what are the thoughts or the voices that you are hearing in your head that say you need to be giving more of yourself and your time to your child than your child actually needs. And in our discussion and our exploration, we found that it was a concept that was handed to her by her own mother. And she loves her mother. Her mother was a wonderful parent who was there 100% of the time. And as we began to explore this more in depth, what she learned was that she was able to evaluate the benefits of things that her mother had done to help the children, and yet at the same time, some areas where she wanted to improve. And that included more of her ability to be present with her children. She felt like her mom provided her with all the things that, you know, physically a child would need, and yet there was an emotional disconnect between the two. And that's what she wanted. So she is come into coaching so she can have this relationship with her child. So we started to do some evaluation around that and assessment and really taking a look in the mirror, a hard look at yourself and saying, why do I believe what I believe? Why am I allowing this thought to tell me self-care is unimportant? And who told me that? For Sally, it was her mom, and most likely her mom's mom had told her the same thing. You want to sacrifice for your husband, for your children, for the community. And when you start filling your bucket with all of these other things, you become the very last priority on the list. I said, okay, now now that we realize this, Sally, we have to make some decisions. Are we going to accept it, or do we want to change the order? And this was a very uncomfortable conversation for us to have for her because there were a lot of things that she felt like, well, I can't really drop this and I can't drop that and I can't stop doing this. I mean, it's so important. And my child has, you know, sports and my child is involved in scouts and my child is doing community events and he wants to act in the play. And, you know, so, so many things on the list. And it's like, okay, I understand 
that you want to provide all these things for your child. I get it. But where is that leaving you when you do not take the time to self-care? And she says, I'm exhausted at the end of the day. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I can't sleep. I'm gaining weight. It's like, okay, so now let's take a look back and let's, let's focus on self-care being the priority. Okay, so self-care is the priority. Your child's needs will come in second. And so we started to evaluate what are the things that she could add into her life in order to help her with her own self-care needs. So having a group of dedicated friends was something that she felt like she needed to have. She felt disconnected from other adults during the day. And so, you know, I talked to her, okay, in what way can we create this? Now, because of the pandemic, she doesn't have a lot of people she can go mingle with. So I said, well, find a group on social media. If that's the way that we can do this, let's do it this way. So find a group on social media you can join of supportive mothers that you feel is a good fit for you until you can reach out to the community at large in your area and build those relationships. But find an area where you can recharge and refuel. Uh, She also said, I love to read books. I said, okay. I want you to dedicate some time to reading a book. And she said, well, I have a hard time. If I start a book, I want to finish the book. I said, okay, well, you're going to have to be able to cut it off at a certain time. You will have to just do segments. And what that will do is it will excite you for the next time you have to sit down and read a book. You know you only have a finite amount of time. And then you will be excited to read it the next time you have time to do that. So we ended up coming up with this list of things that she could do in order for self-care to occur in her life. And as we started to discuss this, I again focused on her ability to look in the mirror and really ask those difficult questions. Why do I feel like self-care is an indulgence? Why do I hear voices telling me that why is self-care unimportant? there's so much going on. And really having the self-compassion to say, okay, self-care is essential for everyone, for me and for my child. Now, you would never want your child to be babysat by someone who is, you know, really emotionally struggling. And I posed a question to Sally. I said, hey, Sally, so when we're talking about self-care, would you ever want a babysitter to take care of your child who actually did no self-care and they were at the end of their rope. And she said, no. And so I said, okay, well, if you wouldn't let a babysitter do that, don't allow yourself to do that either. Take some time or some self-care. All right. Now, this brings us to the third point. Have a plan. You need to plan out exactly how you are going to do something for self-care. And it can be brief. And in fact, I would highly recommend you do two or three things that are brief throughout the day, whether or not it's treating yourself to something like a, a chocolate treat. If that's something that will help boost and motivate you throughout the day, do that. I know a lot of mothers, for Sally, she wanted to have a Diet Coke. I said, okay, well, if that's something that helps refuel you and helps you, you know, emotionally, then you know, who am I to stop you? I also recommended finding alternatives because, you know, we don't want to drink soda pop all the time. But we started to plan out a day 
So every day of the week, we focused in on a few things she could do throughout the day in order to help her work through it. Now, when I called Sally later the second week, we were discussing in our coaching session how things have been going. And she said, you know, having three things, three or four things throughout the day were helpful because it helped her segment the day into areas where she knew a treat or something exciting was about to happen for self-care. And so it motivated her to do the task she needed to to get to that point. So for her, it was very helpful. Now you can use the skill of sodas, which is a problem-solving skill that we have on the Smarter Parenting website. And basically, sodas just helps walk you through options that you have and how you can make better decisions about how to plan this all out. So if I were doing a sodas, I would focus in on this is the situation. I need to do some self-care. Now, um, you would choose some options. Okay, what can I do for self-care? And then you would list disadvantages, advantages, and then a final solution. SOTAS is an acronym, obviously. So it starts off with situation, options, disadvantages, advantages, and then solution. And what you want to do for each of the options is you want to weigh them. You want to say, okay, does it motivate me more? Or can I find something else that's more motivating that takes less time? And you're doing a consistent evaluation of what it is that needs to be done. Now, I'm going to share my own self-care regimen with you to kind of help guide you along the process. Now, because I have ADHD and I get hyper fixated on things sometimes, I have chosen to eliminate video games completely from my life, which is sad because I love them, but I just know I just would not get anything done because they're so engaging. So I had to do that look in the mirror and say, okay, what can I do throughout the day? So what I do is I will have a treat, a special treat for myself in the uh, morning to get me motivated for the day. I'll have, you know, either a walk or I'll do something that is physical in the afternoon. And then I will allow myself 15 minutes at around three o'clock to run through social media, just check on messages and engage with some people that way. And then in the evening, I will read. So I divide my day up with these things that are motivating to me and that are incentivizing to me to carry out the day. And I'll find that I switch them up during the day if I need to, depending on my mood and what's happening. Now, this is one of the things that you will have to practice in order to get perfect. And so you definitely want to lay out your plan and then execute the plan for one week to see if it works well. Now, you could make adjustments during the week and say, this wasn't as motivating to me as something else, and then try something else. Now, if you notice in my overall plan for self-care, it doesn't take me very long. And the reason I did that is because I want things that are quick that will keep me going, but I don't want something that will overtake my attention. And this helps me get a lot more done. I, I do feel more motivated to get projects done because I know something is coming up that will charge my uh, self-care needs. And, it, you know, it works. Everybody's going to be a little bit different. You're going to have to find your own way of finding self-care. For some people, it's a drive, taking a 15-minute drive and just being alone. Some people, it's listening to music for a bit of time. You want to decide what is the best fit for you 
in order to take care of yourself. Now, this is a topic that has been very dear to my heart because usually people who call in for coaching are exhausted. They're extremely exhausted, and they're the parents that care so much for their children that they're neglecting themselves. And I've used this analogy over and over and over again, and I'll use it again. You have to be able to care for your own needs in order to help your child. You cannot fill another cup if your cup is empty. The analogy of being on a flight where the steward says, you know, be sure to put on your life vest before you put it on your child, there's a reason for that. And the reason is, is if you're incapacitated, your child is not going to survive. So be sure you take care of yourself first so you can be a better help to your children in the long run. Now, you also have to have a lot of self-compassion for yourself and say, look, I'm going to allow myself this. I'm going to allow myself to have this time to recharge my batteries for the benefit of my children. And that's who it's for. It's for their benefit that you are at 100% because they need you at 100%. So self-care, very, very important. Take some time for yourself. Do something that's helpful for you that will recharge your batteries throughout the day. Multiple things throughout the day that are short take less than 10, 15 minutes. That's great. A lot of people like to run in the morning. That helps them start their day. Wonderful. You know, if that works for you, great. Then go ahead and do that. But find something that works for you and your situation and your child. And remember, your child only needs their needs met, which is clothing, food, shelter, love, safety. And they also need you to be present when they need you to be present. But they don't need you to be present 100% of the time. So just be aware of those things. Now, that's it for me. I'm giving you permission to focus on your self-care. And especially as this new year comes up, really, really focus on improving yourself and this will help improve your life at home. That's it for me and I will talk to you again soon. All right, thanks. Bye.